Welcome back to the Hikes Peak Podcast. Thank you for coming back to the mountain after one of the craziest seasons in Mountain West history. The Boise State Broncos overcame all the adversity to win the conference championship for the first time since 2019. After going over the title game and handing out our Hikes Peak weekly MVP, we also have a bunch of coaching news to discuss with Nevada pulling the plug on Ken Wilson after two seasons and pivoting to Jeff Choke. San Diego State officially hiring Colorado offensive coordinator Sean Lewis and Boise State giving Spencer Danielson the full-time job after he led them to the chip. And we have to mention some of the biggest transfer portal news, including multiple quarterbacks. We also have all the bowl games revealed, so I have my preview and predictions for those. Jam-packed episode this week, so let's get right into it. We'll start with the conference championship in Vegas. After a grueling 13 weeks, we have arrived at the finish line with the Rebels and Broncos square off for the Craig Thompson Trophy. Both teams got off to hot starts with opening drive rushing touchdowns, but Boise State took the lead after a 43-yard pass to Billy Bowens and a 5-yard rushing score from Offensive Player of the Year Ashton Genty. After a UNLV 3-and-out, it wasn't looking good for the host, but that changed very quickly with Taylor Green getting picked off by linebacker Fred Tompkins, who raced 47 yards to the house to tie the game at 14. From that point on, though, it was all Broncos. Taylor Green redeemed himself by finding a wide-open Austin Bolt for a 57-yard touchdown. Then Jaden Maiava tried to pick up some extra yards on a read option, but got loose with the football and had it knocked away where safety Alexander Tubner was waiting to dive on it. The very next play would be a backbreaker for UNLV, with Taylor Green breaking multiple tackles and dodging defenders all the way to the end zone for a 70-yard touchdown that only he could make. Both teams traded field goals before halftime, making it a 31-17 lead for Boise State at the break. That would repeat to start the third quarter with an exchange of field goals going down, followed by the Rebels going for it on fourth down near midfield and coming up a yard short. The Broncos took full advantage with Taylor Green finding tight end Matt Lauder from 16 yards out to make it 41 to 20 with about a quarter to go. UNLV needed a spark to get back in it and got it after Jackson Turner punched the ball away from Ashton Genty, but they squandered it two plays later with Jaden Maiava throwing his second inner exception to Andrew Simpson. Boise State got one more field goal before the buzzer sounded, but the final had been set for some time now. After firing their coach and a 5-5 start, Boise State wins their final three games to win the conference for the first time since 2019. Spencer Danielson continues to make a heck of a case for the full-time position, more on that later, and the Broncos overcome a ridiculous amount of adversity to become the kings of the Mountain West. UNLV, meanwhile, drops their second straight game and will have to wait at least one more year to win their first ever Mountain West Championship. If you take out the pick six, Taylor Green played almost perfect. 12 of 15, 226 passing yards, two touchdowns, and the interception. Also ran for 90 yards and two touchdowns. He was named the offensive MVP. Ashton Genty had 153 rushing yards, a touchdown, and a fumble. Billy Bowens was their leading receiver with four catches and 91 receiving yards. Alexander Tubner got defensive MVP after 10 tackles, two tackles for loss, and a fumble recovery. Marion McCoy had six tackles and an interception. Sayola Depot had five tackles, one and a half tackles for loss, and a sack. Ahmed Hassanain had four tackles, a tackle for loss, half a sack, and a forced fumble. And Andrew Simpson had a tackle, two deflections, and an interception. Jaden Maiava just didn't play his best this game. 15 of 29, 166 passing yards, two interceptions, and a fumble. Vincent Davis Jr. was their best running back with 68 total yards and a touchdown. Ricky White had a fine game, but wasn't 
wasn't as dominant as he needed to be for them to win this game. Six catches, 86 receiving yards. Jacob DeJesus was all over the field with six catches for 55 yards and also had over 180 kick return yards. Jonathan Baldwin led the way for the Rebels with 12 tackles and a tackle for loss. Jackson Woodard had nine tackles, two tackles for loss and a sack. And Fred Tompkins had three tackles and a pick six. Now with the conference championship taken care of, let's get to all of the insanity off the field, starting with the three head coaching hires and a firing. San Diego State hires former Kent State head coach and most recently Colorado offensive coordinator Sean Lewis. In his five years as the Golden Flashes head man, he went 24-31, and went to two bowl games and won one, the only time any coach has done that there. He left after going 5-7 and seven in 2022 to be Coach Prime's offensive coordinator in Boulder. And while he did get benched two-thirds of the way through the season, he did help them improve from the 127th best offense to the 61st. Not bad considering all the external factors he was dealing with. He now gets a shot at running a program with better facilities and resources than he had in Ohio and is a great hire for the Aztecs to revitalize their image on offense. On the other end of this process, Nevada announced that they are parting ways with Ken Wilson after two years and a 4-20 and record. While it's the worst two-year stretch in Nevada history, it still feels too early to know if there was anything here. A lot of players were going to be returning from this year's team and with some more Oregon additions from the portal, who knows what year three would have had in store. But regardless, the administration decided to go in a different direction, which ended up being Texas co-defensive coordinator Jeff Choate. The 53-year-old has spent the last three seasons in Austin, and besides helping them get to the college football playoff this year, he's also a product of the Chris Peterson coaching tree and a former FCS head coach with Montana State, where he had them ranked as high as fourth in 2019. Overall, I think it's a solid hire, but I think Choate's going to run into a lot of the problems that Ken Wilson did as far as recruiting goes and facilities. We'll see how it ends up. Also, Boise State officially named interim coach Spencer Danielson as their next head coach. He's been an assistant there since 2017, and this was his second stint as the interim coach since he finished the season in 2019 after Brian Harson left for Auburn. He had the chance to join Harson as his new defensive coordinator, but he declined to remain in Boise after Andy Avalos was fired midseason. Danielson won his next three games, including the conference championship, which was enough to earn him the full-time job. I like the hire. He's a heck of a coach, a great defensive mind, and a true Bronco, but doesn't that sound familiar? That's exactly what Andy Avalos was. Another thing I've been thinking about, especially when you remember that Avalos's last game was a 28-point beatdown of New Mexico, would Boise have still run the table and won the Mountain West if Avalos was still at the helm? Honestly, I think it's a real possibility. Best of luck to Spencer Danielson. I just hope this doesn't end up in the same situation that the former coach did. Last order of business before we go over bowl games, the transfer portal is officially open. I wanted to go over some key players that are already out the door. As you would expect, the teams transitioning to a new head coach have been worse off. New Mexico has lost by my count nine starters already, including Mountain West first team left tackle JC Davis and two elite sophomore defensive backs in Zach Morris and Jermarius Lewis. San Diego State has lost eight starters, including perennial all-conference selections tight end Mark Redman and left guard Kate Bennett. Those two teams make up the majority of the movement in the Mountain West, but two massive moves shook the conference on Monday. Taylor Green, who we named as our preseason offensive player of the year, is in the portal, though he did say he's considering a return to the blue turf. And Jaden Maiava, yes, UNLV's quarterback who won Mountain West freshman of the year, is leaving the strip. Both are likely looking at big paydays from a Power 5 school and will of course keep you updated on their recruitment and the rest of the transfer portal.
portal shenanigans. Now for our final box to check off. It's bowl season, baby. All seven bowl-bound teams from the Mountain West know where they're going and who they're facing. Let's get into it. First, we'll start off with the New Mexico Bowl, which is going to take place in Albuquerque, where New Mexico plays. This will be on December 16th with New Mexico State taking on Fresno State. An awesome matchup here. The Bulldogs lost their final three games of the year, pushing them out of the conference championship race and will also be without coach Jeff Tedford as he steps away for health concerns. To be clear, he's coming back next year, just won't be there for the bowl game. Running back Malik Sherrod has been fantastic with almost 500 total yards and five touchdowns over the last four games, but the passing game and defense need to regain their form from earlier in the year. New Mexico State is in the middle of their best season in the past 63 years, going 10-4 and and making the CUSA Conference Championship before losing to Liberty, who won the Group of Five New Year's Six bid. Jerry Kill has revitalized the Aggies with a high-powered offense led by dual-threat quarterback Diego Pavia and a solid defense. For Fresno State to win their third bowl game in a row, Malik Sherrod has to be their engine. Mikey Keene has to protect the football and push the ball down the field, and the defense has to force Diego Pavia to make some mistakes. My prediction, these teams are on opposite ends in terms of development. New Mexico State is reaching new heights every week, while Fresno State has been here before, led by a wealth of seniors determined to go out on a high note. The Bulldogs play one of their best defensive games of the year and win their third straight bowl game by way of a slugfest. My predicted final, Fresno State 24, New Mexico State 19. Next, we have the LA Bowl at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, also taking place on December 16th. Boise State taking on UCLA. Here at SoFi Stadium, we have the LA Bowl belt up for grabs, which I actually got a picture with at Media Days. Boise State has won four straight and the Mountain West, despite switching head coaches and navigating portal drama, while UCLA spent six weeks in the top 25, but lost three of their last four games, including at home to Arizona State and Cal, which was 33-7. Blue chip quarterback Dante Moore has also hit the portal, lowering the vibes just a little more in LA. For the Broncos to win back-to-back bowl games for the first time in eight years, George Holani and the other senior on offense have to ball out considering there's no telling how many key pieces may be in the portal by the time the game starts. The defense has to slow down the Bruins run game and force them to throw the ball which will hopefully lead to some turnovers. My prediction yes Taylor Green is in the portal and yes he probably won't be the last but regardless this Broncos team has been possessed for the past month and a half. The defense is only allowing 16 points a game during this win streak and the offense has shown that there are plenty of weapons who can make an impact not just Dash and Genty and Talon Green. I think the offenses take a bit to get going, but powered by a great defensive performance that turns UCLA over three times, Boise State rolls to an 8-5 record and 4-0 under Spencer Danielson. My predicted final, Boise State 27, UCLA 17. Next, we have the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl in Honolulu. This will be on December 23rd. We have Coastal Carolina taking on San Jose State. Both these teams are 7-5. Our second bowl game in a Mountain West Stadium. Brett Brennan and San Jose State will travel to the islands to take on Coastal Carolina. While the Spartans got the short end of the conference championship stick, they still won six straight games to force a three-way tie and are playing as good as anyone in the country. The Chanticleers started just two and three, but won five straight games before dropping their last two to Army and James Madison. Their offense is still very good, even if stars Grayson McCall and Jared Brown are in the portal and may not play, and the defense excels at defense the past. For the Spartans to win more than seven games for the first time since 2012, Kyrie Robinson has to keep 
lighting it up. The defense has to get consistent pressure on whichever QB is out there, and they have to capitalize on turnovers when they're forced. My prediction, Coastal has struggled defensively the last two weeks, and when you factor in that major cogs of their offense won't be available, this feels like a recipe for a Spartan win. Kyrie Robinson and Shevin Cordiero both run for two touchdowns as San Jose State continues to play their best ball and wins their seventh straight game. My predicted final San Jose State 42, Coastal Carolina 27. Next, we have the famous Idaho Potato Bowl in Boise, another December 23rd game. The third and final bowl game taking place in a Mountain West stadium. The Utah State Aggies take on another 6-6 team in the Sun Belt's Georgia State Panthers. They were led by star running back Marcus Carroll and wide receiver Robert Lewis, but they're both in the transfer portal. They still have a solid quarterback in Darren Granger and a good run defense, but the odds are slightly stacked against them. Utah State barely squeaked into a bowl game, winning three of their last four games, two of them in double overtime. They'll be relying heavily on their star wide receivers and future Navy SEAL Levi Williams, just like they did against New Mexico, and the defense will have to get Darren Granger out of his rhythm to really shut down Georgia State's offense. My prediction, the Aggies like to play in close games, so expect a great contest. I think both defenses force turnovers, and both offenses hit some home runs to their pass catchers. It's tied into the fourth quarter, but a Jalen Royals 50-yard bomb puts the game away late. Blake Anderson and Utah State hoist their first trophy since 2021 and get the job done. My predicted final, Utah State 38, Georgia State 31. Next, we have the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth, another December 23rd contest between Air Force and James Madison. This is genuinely one of the best matchups of the entire bowl season. The Falcons got off to an 8-0 start and got their highest ranking this century, but it all came crashing down, losing their last four games, including the first two by double digits to Army and Hawaii. Their offense has really dropped off due to injuries, but they still have one of the better defenses in the country. The Dukes, one of the biggest stories in college football this year, finished 11-1 in just their second season at the FBS level. Despite being ranked as high as 18th, they were technically ineligible for postseason play, but thankfully they got in thanks to their not being enough bowl eligible team. They're a high-powered offense led by quarterback Jordan McLeod and 2,000-yard receivers, though McLeod is hitting the portal and the best run defense in the nation. Obviously, their head coach, Kurt Signetti, did leave to take the Indiana job, but this is still a very dangerous team. My prediction, this game promises to be a dogfight, no pun intended. Expect both defenses to be on their A game since they will be the ones who decide this game. I expect it to be close, but I think the Dukes control the game by stuffing the majority of Air Force's rush attack. It's not pretty, but James Madison battles their way to their first ever bowl win. My predicted final, James Madison 17, Air Force 13. Next, we have the guaranteed rate bowl at Chase Field in Phoenix. This game will happen on December 26th. UNLV and Kansas facing off another phenomenal bowl game with two up-and-coming programs. The Rebels won their most games since 1984 and have UNLV on the map for the first time in forever. The Jayhawks, which hadn't won more than three games in over a decade before Lance Leopold took over, are going to their second straight bowl game and have an all-time upset on their resume against number six Oklahoma. They had a chance at making the title game, but they dropped two of their final three games. For Barry Odom and UNLV to win their first bowl game since 2000, Ricky White has to dominate despite Jaden Maiava hitting the portal. Doug Brumfield, who began the year as the starting quarterback, will need to ball out as well. The defense has to limit the damage Kansas does on the ground, especially from star running back Devin Neal. My prediction, I don't know about you, but I'm gearing up for a shootout. 
out. Neither defense is bad per se, but these offenses are explosive. The teams trade touchdowns for what feels like forever until the Rebels offense starts to fall apart in the second half. The Jayhawks wear down UNLV's front seven and get a key turnover late in the fourth to win their first bowl game since 2009. My predicted final, Kansas 45, UNLV 41. Last but not least, we have the Arizona Bowl in Tucson between Wyoming and Toledo. This one will happen on December 30th. Our final bowl game to go over, Craig Bulls Cowboys take on one of the best teams in the MAC in Toledo. Wyoming had an incredible start to the year, going 5-1 with wins over Texas Tech and Fresno State, but they couldn't take the next step to championship contender, losing to Air Force, Boise State, and UNLV. They cleaned up against the three non-bowl teams they played, finishing the year at 8-4 and ending up in the Arizona Bowl for the second straight year. The Rockets had an outside chance at a New Year's Six Bowl, going 11-1 with their only loss being at Illinois on a game-winning field goal, but they fell to Miami of Ohio in the conference championship. They'll be without MAC Player of the Year quarterback Daquan Finn, who hit the portal, but they still have a top 30 defense and the MAC Offensive Player of the Year in running back Penny Boone. The Cowboys have to shut him down, they have to hit some home runs in the passing game to keep pace, and they have to get some takeaways. My prediction, like a lot of these bowl games, this one will likely be a defensive struggle. Neither offense can get in the end zone in the first half. It isn't until the second half when Andrew Peasley breaks free for a 35-yard rushing touchdown that the tides start to turn. Toledo still can't move the ball down the field, letting Wyoming chew up clock and kick a field goal with a minute left to put the game away. The Cowboys win nine games for the first time since 1996 and get the Arizona Bowl trophy on their second attempt. My predicted final, Wyoming 20, Toledo 10. That's it for this episode of the Hikes Peak Podcast. Thank you so much for coming back to the mountain. Make sure to make the trek back here next Tuesday for another brand new episode where we'll go over our all Mountain West teams and some other awards exclusive to the peak. If you enjoyed the episode, rate the show five stars on whatever platform you're listening on or leave us a review on iTunes. Nothing helps the show out more than that, so any ratings would be greatly appreciated. Follow us on Twitter at MWC Connection and find all of your Mountain West news at MWCConnection.com. Thank you again for listening. The football is almost all done, but the podcast will keep on rolling. I promise you that. Until next time, I'm Jack Thompson. Enjoy your life.